1: I'm Colin Horson. I'm an award winning surveyor, part-time property investor and self-confessed entrepreneur. I believe that business is all about getting to know the people that you're dealing with. And that's exactly what we're going to be doing on this podcast. We'll be having in-depth chats, asking the personal questions, and ultimately getting candid. Good morning everyone. Welcome to today's candid chats. Um, I'm absolutely delighted today because I've been grafted on this geezer to get him on the podcast. For a long time, and I finally got him on. It's the uh, one, and only Neil Sweeney. I think he's going to be a wicked guest for you guys. A really great podcast, potentially the best one we're going to do. Um, so, without any further ado, I'm going to pass over to Neil, who's going to introduce himself. And uh, trust me, guys, it's going to be a good one. Hey, morning, Colin. Morning, Colin.
2: <laughs> now, um, Wes. So I'm sitting in my office, and you're sitting in your office. My first question is. Will they be able to see me? Will they be able to see you?
1: They can see you if you want. So there is a video copy of this, guys. And Neil does look very handsome today. He has a
0: haircut.
2: I put a new shirt on just for you. Yeah. But I'm in the
1: tracksuit. So.
2: Yeah, I know. He's scruffy sod, honestly. <laughs> um, right, OK, look, I'll give you just a bit of a brief... Uh, intro. Obviously, Colin, you know me. We've we've known each other for a while. Um, background: Property-based, uh, working locally. Actually, if there are so local local listeners is with Dedmonds and heirs and Cruicks, uh, and, and moved up the ladder to a regional agent, based in commercial property. So that was how my always always loved property. Um, so flowed through that as a commercial agent, and then uh, ten years ago, set up my my own gig. Um, called Securo, which is primarily security company, tem- temporary security. Within that path as well, I've been involved in development, investments. I've set up a property management company um, and, yeah, bought and spilt and sold that. Um, yeah, so probably I've had a really, really good experience. I would probably say I'm an all-rounder. <laughs> 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 so I picked it up. Um, yeah, some might call me a hustler, uh, others might call me an expert in certain markets, but uh, certainly a trier.
1: Mate, it's nothing wrong with being a trier, mate. It's, uh, I think, I, I mean, any, my sporting ability is terrible. I am just a trier, mate, but uh, we, we're getting places, mate. <laughs> uh, part of this podcast, which is great for me, is that I get free business advice from some really successful people. And one question I love to ask is... And I think people really kind of take some good kind of sound bites from this. But mm. how would you, my friend, if I gave you 100 grand, like it's 100 grand, you have to invest it into something. Okay. What would you do with it? It can be more than one thing. But, yeah, that's uh, what you've got to say, my friend. Okay, cool.
2: So let me spin this on its head. If I was to say to you I can make you 100 grand in 12 seconds, how does that fit?
1: Sounds very nice, mate.
2: I'd be very sceptical, but, but yeah, go on. so the theory behind that is most answers would be well, how, yeah, well, quite simply, all I would do is get you hundred grand, and I'll go down to Genting's and stick it on the table and go red or black, okay, and I'll make you a hundred grand. Now I can guarantee I can make you a hundred grand. It's just a question of how many hundred thousands of pounds you're willing to keep running until you get the win. Because red will come through. It will come through. So the reason I'm saying that is I can make anyone guaranteed £100,000 in 12 seconds, guaranteed, Sweeney guarantee, money-back guarantee. However, the caveat is how many times you're willing to spin the roulette wheel. So as a metaphor, what's around that is let's look at some of the, some of the facets that you're going to need to know, your risk. How risk averse are you? Are you? Do you know what? I mean. Let's be. What a lovely place it would be if you had a hundred grand and didn't care for it. Yeah, I'll have a. Game. I mean, just, just on that. If I go to the casino, fifty quid is probably my maximum. I don't. I think the thing is, as a as a as a breed, I don't do losing very well. I'm. I, you know, it's it's a win scenario for me. I have to win. So, you know, losing fifty quid would be painful enough. But yeah, going back to this, your risk. How much are you willing to risk? All of it. No problem. Okay, so if your risk is there, your yield and return can be greater. How much management have you got? How much experience have you got? How much time do you want to allow in this certain thing? How passionate are you about it? What do you understand about that market? What what wrapping network have you got in that space? Right. So the question of if you had a £100,000, what would you do with it? You've got variants of places we all understand and know. You've got property. You've got trade. You've got the crypto world. You've got retail, wholesale, commercial, whatever that space can be. There's lots of places to put it. But I suppose my answer, I want to come back to you with a really nice, clean answer and go, that's what you do. But it actually depends on the person. Now, you're into watches, right? Yeah, you, you, you're experienced in it, you're knowledgeable, and you might go, and actual fact, I'll put 30000 into the watch over there, because I know that increases at 15%. I'm going to put some money in towards a cryptocurrency, because that seems to be the hot press thing at the minute. And I'm actually going to buy myself a couple of flats up in Warrington or Sheffield up north, because you get a greater yield. So I suppose my actual answer is, what is it that you want from it? Do you want a passive income? Do you want a recurring income? Do you just want to do a trade? Do you just want to flip it? So in a simple form, if I literally was giving someone some advice and they just had a windfall, an inheritance, and they actually weren't very well connected and they didn't know where to go with it, my personal advice would be, well, firstly, are you looking for passive income? And do you want to return it? Now, just for an ease and a rule of thumb, you might be getting seven to 10% on a really good day on that return on investment up north, somewhere like that, and you'll just get a happy income. What you can do with that, with 100 grand, that would buy you potentially four flats up north, 25% down. That will get you four, potentially maybe five flats, and you might you might take £800 a month out of that. So, yeah, if you wanted just pure income, that's probably where you could go with it. If you wanted something, and you go, do you know what? I'm going to try a new market. You can go crypto. That's another whole market. One that we all know about. It's flying. It's up. It's down. It's volatile. It's literally a roller coaster. But how risky are you? Or do you just want to run down to the roulette table, and stick it on red, and spin it around?
1: Interesting. I mean, what, what? What? So obviously, we we spoke previously about because obviously these two things are very close to me. The property thing is something that fascinates me, and something we touch on a bit later on. Uh, the crypto, obviously, I've delved into it. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> like, I'm going for it. And I'm like, oh no, oh, no, it's gone down. Oh, shit. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm, you know, <laughs> oh, I'm shitting my pants. I mean, like, I'll be honest, the crypto gives me a buzz because it's like gambling, isn't it? Fundamentally, it's yes, educate yeah, gambling. Yeah, educate. educate, educate. What, what gives you your buzz? Is it is it the passive? Is it the flips? I'll it- tell, tell you what I really <laughs> love
2: to do. I love to see a space or something that I can do better and I look around me so for example I formed and this is what I love there is no secret around this I had formed a uh, management property management company and I formed that because I was working for management companies and in my view I thought None of them really doing it how I would do it. I just don't. They're they're not doing it how I would do it. There's no love in it. There's no passion in it. I, I would do it differently. I have no understanding and still no knowledge of property management, and yet set it up instead of very good culture in the team, got out there, branded the business properly, which is ultimately setting up the stall, the whole front, the facade, and really took it to the market with a really fresh reason and a purpose. Why are we different to the bigger multinationals? What makes me so different? What makes me special? And identifying those things from a fag packet, winning the work, building the business, and then a multinational appreciating what you've created and acquiring you. I love to do that. Now, I know nothing about property management, and this is probably one of my things. I know nothing about property management. I'll say that one more time. I know nothing about property management, and I owned a company that did property management. Now, you could go, what is all that about? But what I do know is I surround myself in the absolute ultimate most capable people to be able to know those areas the credit control the management of it the legal the law the, all of that they know that they know what to do there use that and have that as your support network the same thing for the company i mean in securo now i've got no i i have no uh, fear of saying look i don't know how to put the camera up You know, we're one of the largest security companies in the UK. And what we do in temporary security, we are very, very strong. Over 200 sites across the UK. Now, I don't know how the camera works. Yeah. Should I tell people that? Yeah. I don't know how they work. What I do know is I've got a magnificent team that know how they work. I know our response is on point. The companies, support partnering companies you're working with are incredible. The operational teams, the systems and processes in our business, which is what I work on, is absolutely seamless. And that's the win
1: for me, is building a business to those points. See, some of that stuff there, mate, really resonated with me because I, all the businesses that I'm involved in are something that I have a rough idea of how, of how they work, surveying um, and property stuff. I'd love the idea of doing something that I don't know about. But I, It's that it's that leap of faith, I guess. I mean, how – like, say, secure for argument's sake, how did you get from – how did you find a, a product Ran. I mean, it's a random thing to get involved in if you've never done it before. Like, I mean, when, you, when you showed me, I said, like, wow, like, I didn't know that was a problem. But, yeah, it is. Yeah, that's great. I mean, hmm. how did you have the balls to think, oh, fuck it, I'm to get into this space? I mean, what was your – like? How do you how do you anyone listen, how they how would they go about trying to get into a space and don't necessarily have experience in, but they know because they're logical and smart and Mm. intuitive and clever that they could make a success of that? Okay. So what I look for
2: in a business is a couple of things. Can I scale it? Is it is it a scalable business? Can I pick this up and put it in the West Country? Can I put it up, put it up north? Can I put it in Europe? Can I grow it? Can it be European? Can it be international? What is this business? So when I look at that, I do dig deep, as I call it, a deep dive, a deep dive right into it, and I go, let's understand this business. Now, what I loved about what Securo is around, the technology that we sourced on it was really clever, wireless, battery-powered, really clever. I remember, I, I remember first of seeing the product, and – this particular camera, which is what we put out there, battery powered, doesn't need any wiring, doesn't need any cabling, very easy to have put together. No one was really doing it in the market. And I, I met the, the, the sales guy come through and, and I said, if that, that, that camera system, can I put that anywhere? Like, can I put it on a boat in, in the middle of a field with no power, like nothing? And he said, yeah, as long as you've got 4G, it will work. It will pick up the signal and it will take a video footage of what it's seen. And I immediately went. Well, imagine all the construction sites in the UK. You can just put them on that, and you can then wrap it around. Systems, processes, partner support, and all those things. I mean, we're working. So our partner is Securitas for our response. It's the largest security company in the globe. Full stop. You know, it's 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 huge. It's over thirty thousand employees. I mean, it's a it's a big hitter. Now, with those partners, if you pull the big partners in to support your network, then you can actually scale it. So so to come out of that part, to rewind a little bit, when you're looking at businesses, or what I do, is I look at it and go, what does that mean to me? What do I want it to look like? And I think that is
1: the very, very first place you should start. Cool. Interesting, mate. Interesting. I just like the story, mate, about you got from – like secure to where you are now, it's just mad, mate. It's just, it's just, it's, I find it all very inspirational. And I wish the people obviously could know a bit more about the story behind it because it's mad, mate. So something I when we first met, and you were just telling me about how you were like writing a book about how to run your company, and I was like, oh, excuse me, it's mental. I was like, Why did you write the book? And then <laughs> I'm looking back, it, I was like, Oh no, fucking smart, yeah. I mean, I'm looking at you now. So as I'm looking at, if you those are on the podcast behind you, you've got some core values, which I know you said you've changed. Yeah. Um, I mean, is this something you kind of drill into your staff on a day-to-day yeah. basis? Yeah, it's kind uh, of key to your uh,
2: success. Absolutely, you are. Um, you're all on the journey. Um, a big, a big one for me is um, work is not just a, a place that you go to earn money. It's part of your life. You're in your work more. You spend more time with your colleagues and in work. This is my look at my serious face. <laughs> you are you are with your work colleagues and in your work environment more than your loved ones and i went so when i think about that you spend more time in your workplace than you do with your husband with your wife with your boyfriend with your girlfriend with your mum your dad your brother your sister anyone that you love your dog your dog's awesome i love your dog by the way it's the most ridiculous cute dog so you'll spend more time in your workplace. So for me, that comes first. It has to be a really nice community-based, culture-driven place of work. I really insteed that. It's not easy, like any family, like any group. You've got the aunties, the uncles, the nephews, and nieces. You get, you know, it's like the Christmas party. It's all chaotic. It's, it's no smooth ride. If you're starting that right journey, and you're current continuously instilling that, and yeah. Um, and just to briefly touch, so. When we say about core valleys, these ones behind me, now I'll just give you just a couple of minutes on these ones, but this one's behind me. These were the first ones I ever did, and in actual fact, they actually weren't from my heart, from my soul. They were just like, well, what's the right thing to do? What's right? Communication. It's right, yeah? We know it's right. Presentation. We always like to look dapper. We don't look scrappy with tracksuits on. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, you know... Presentation, that's how, presentation, how you deliver your emails, how you present yourself when you're on the phone call, on a text, on a WhatsApp, on a video, on a, the whole thing about you, your business, what does it look like to the outside world? Enthusiasm, uh, this goes without saying, togetherness, so these are all, they're good words, but they're words, honesty, be the best, take responsibility, they're good words, but they kind of, they kind of hit a bit of a wall for me, so we did a revised version, now, the revised version really was from the heart. and I won't go through them all because I don't, this won't be the time. Maybe we can jump on and do another one about why you should do your core values and really, really instig them in the team and believe it. But one of our core values is two brooms and a transit, right? Two brooms and a transit means nothing to anyone apart from if you're internally because the core value is actually internally. It's for your team. It's not for the outside world. It's internally. The gang know the story of two brooms and a transit. And if you ask any of my team and the gang, of people I work with, they will know that the company started me and Mitch, my business partner. We went and bought a transit van over in Kent with free grand. And we went and cleared a bin store out with a broom and a transit van. Literally we had that and we had a hose and that was our first job in Buckhurst Hill. And we invoiced 88 pounds. So, That was our very, very first job. And the reason it's two brooms and a transit is never forget your route. Don't ever forget where you're from, what that started about. You know, don't always be humble within that. So that is what that two brooms and a transit is is the start of it. Um, Another one which we do is we can handle the truth. So. I want to know, you know, I, I can only move forward if I know the truth. How are you feeling? What's going on? What was the problem? Like, don't hide from it. Tell me what's going on. I've, I've really messed up here. Let me understand it. Let's Because we can handle that. I don't know what the problems are. I can't move forward with them and deal with them. And, I, and I'll give you, I've got seven or eight. I won't one last one, which is what I love. Don't be Michael Fish. Now, do you know who Michael Fish is? No idea. Oh, my God. (laughs) Right, okay. I've only got a couple more years on you, a few years on you. But Michael Fish, he did a news report on the weather, and there was a massive hurricane coming in, great big storm. And he went live on TV. Hi, guys. Look it up after this. Whoever's listening to this, Google Michael Fish YouTube uh, news report. And he says... Hi, guys. uh, Weather's fabulous. It's all fine. We have had a call, actually, game. with someone saying that there's a big storm coming through. Don't worry about that. It's going to be a lovely evening. That was in 83, I believe. That was the biggest hurricane that we ever experienced. There was fatalities, houses upside down, boats down the street. It was chaos. Now, why the Don't Be Michael Fish part? He did an interview a few months after that. And he still laid claims to go, it weren't my fault. I was told what to say. And you know what? I totally disagree with that. He should have gone, actual fact, guys, I was part of this. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll take some responsibility and liability on it. Take responsibility and be accountable for your actions. And that' why that's why I love it. Don't be Michael Fish.
0: <laughs> I, 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 like that, <laughs> I
1: remember that. I, I don't remember, it, but I remember my mum and dad telling me about it. Yeah, right. yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> how old are you, mate? You can't be born in, mate.
2: Right? Oh yeah, I was about. Yeah, I'm forty now. Um, yeah, as I say, I was, I was a baby. Yeah, three, four, five years
1: old, something like that. Oh, mate, spring chicken still, mate. Well, obviously, <laughs> we touched, so I always to touched on scaling. So I, I know we spoke, you just spoke about it briefly. And I mean, like, what companies for you kind of have the biggest, uh, or industries have the biggest potential to kind of scale in? Because um, I'm a professional service. Um, you might tell me I'm wrong, but for me, I find it very difficult to think about scaling when a business is very much, a lot of our guests we've had have been kind of little rock stars in their own right. Mm. And they've set up their own company based on their, reputation as a rock star they're Not, I mean right. they're not actually rock stars but you know it's, it's based on them um, I sometimes find that maybe it's my own insecurities or, or whatnot. but to be able to build a business based on your own name and then trying to find other rock stars to kind of come into your business okay. um, when you're asking about a business that you can scale I mean who's the first person you should hire very very interesting well
2: I suppose my answer to that would be what's the purpose of the trade? What is it you're looking to achieve? Your professional um, service. Just ask on that one. Let's see how it's going. Okay, so if your if my question if your question would be, I've just formed my professional service, I need to go out there and employ. And one thing is that I absolutely and a total mantra, you must employ. You must build and grow. You must, otherwise, you just will hit a point. Your, your, your capital time, the most valuable thing you'll ever, ever own is your time. And you'll find that you can't do it all and you can't build your business. So you must recruit and you must recruit well. But my first point of call with, for me personally, it comes, there's three key points in any, com- any company. Virgin Active down to an ice cream stall. There's sales, there's operations, and there's finance. That is the three core things of any company. That's the makeup of it. Personally, I would start with sales, because you have to get you have to get the keys to the car. If I haven't got the keys to the car, if I can't win the work, I could have the most fabulous, fabulous operation system. I could have the most amazing cash flow back end. If I haven't got the keys to the car, I can't even drive it. So I would start personally, I would start there. Now, there is actual part of the book I'm doing at the minute. I haven't finished it. This isn't a punch. This isn't a, you know, this isn't one of them. But set the stall up. And this is one of those pieces of advice that identify your market, know why you're going there. Um, and I can go into a little bit of detail in something else I could potentially help at later. But um, I call it an orgasm. Um, and I'll explain to you why we call that an orgasm. But you start with your sales because that's your direction. Um, and then you build your
1: team from that end. Nice. I mean, the sales just, I find like with sales, I've met various salespeople in my life. I've met some amazing salespeople. I think you're an amazing salesperson. Uh, my old boss at a company who I won't mention was a fantastic sales my first ever real job, but he just couldn't run a company, but he was the world's best so he didn't have our wages in right? on so the last day of each month. He had about eight staff. Yeah. He'd be able to bring in twelve grand that day. Yeah. It was for yeah. yeah, anything He like <laughs> <laughs> was dodgy as you like. But it doesn't matter. It was a great it was a great salesman. Um I mean, you touched on orgasms. I mean, everyone loves an orgasm. I mean mm-hmm. I, it, I mean you your orgasm i mean your you know your not your let actual orgasm let me tell you about my, let, let
2: me tell you about this orgasm it's a, the ism of it is ogsm and ultimately i'm taking out a few vowels out of that but it's it's orgasm ogsm When you are preparing and you're visualising, so this is, I said, we might even need to do another pod on this whole scenario because this is mostly getting digging into it. But as a broadcast on it, when you sang about, so, you know, someone's out there, they want to move forward in an idea, they've got this idea and you go, okay, cool. There there is this daunting place that most people experience, and I'm one of them, of this, oh, sorry, that beeps up there. Sorry that. Is a business plan. Right. And it sounds a little bit like, I don't really know where I start. You start with an orgasm and it goes like this. O's for an objective. G's for your goal. S is for the strategy. And M is for the measurements within it. Your objective is you go, what is your overall objective? Take your well, here we go. Let me see. Let let's try this with you. Hortons. What's the objective of it? What is it looking to actually
1: achieve? What's its purpose? What's it stand for? I we set it up to become the kind of the market leaders in what is a very uh, archaic uh, sector. When I say archaic, you know, I mean the practitioners are all best part of fifty, very much silver spooned. Mm. Uh, I am a saw farm, uh, if ever there was one, in my in my little sector. So I guess it was to be respected. Uh, and to be the market leader in my industry. Cool. Okay. So a disruptor, maybe. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Sure. Yeah. yeah, definitely.
2: So the objective is to that. I'm going to come in, I'm, just, I'm disrupting the market. It's a bit old school. It's a bit archaic. Okay, it's a little bit, oh, sorry, you wouldn't quite understand. It's far too technical. And you go, nah, bullshit. I think I can work this one. Yeah. I think I know my way around this. So that's the objective. So then you set some goals within that. So a goal can be in terms of its target. So you could go, it could be turnover-based. It can be client-based. I want to do £10,000 of business this year. It can be 000, 000 a million pounds of business this year, but it's there's some set goals that you'll put. I want to have three employees this year. So you you'll, you'll kind of just fragment it and break that first year. You will look at a three-year, but you break it. And just the first year at the minute, we're going to bite-size this little cheeky one. Once you've done your, once you've done, you've set some goals. And by the way, don't make, like, don't do.
0: You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand. And even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, (laughs) I could really use Current. (laughs) I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at Current.Tech.
3: Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? Dot com, And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.
2: 200 goals, five maximum. I mean, and that is it. So look how simple this can be. Five maximum goals. But they're really proper ones. Don't flower it out with a lot of bullshit. Put real, that's what I'm going to go and achieve. Now, here we go. So, here's a question to you. What would be a
1: goal for you? Uh, a goal for Hortons. Uh, it's a turnover-based goal. We, we actually got, got to it. the market up kind of state, I would say, now. Um, but it would be to hit a million quid's worth of instructions a year. Love that. Is, yeah, that's my. Yeah, that's my love goal. that. Imagine, yeah. Do you know what?
2: Amen, brother. I love that because I had the same goal. It was this million number. Um, and you know what we never did? Which we're gutted that we never did this. We were going to do a million pound cake. It was we're, we're going to be a million pound cake and cut. I mean, that is a really big cake. But just and really celebrate that milestone. So we're just going to have one of your five goals. We're going to put a million quid turnover, right? It's quite, I mean, that's great. Very simple. It's, 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 a, it's a digit. Yeah, we know what that looks like. That's the goal.
1: The strategy behind that is the how. How are you going to do that? So um, it's to create more than one kind of revenue stream in, in the company, not just the leasehold stuff that I do. Uh, it's trying to find other income streams that will, you know, services that we can provide that are going to get us to that okay cool. uh, level. Yeah. So you've got other income streams, other
2: measures of it. So that's one of them. But actually, you go into that a little. You go into that another click. Like, really, fucking, how are you going to do that? That's where I get to, yeah? And you go, right, now you're looking at resources. You're looking at branding. You're looking at marketing. You're looking at how much, what's SEO? What's pay-per-click spend am I looking to spend here? What What is my brand looking and feeling like? Is it going to be attractive enough? What is the competition out there? What are those rates looking like? What is going to be my pinch point? You start to really get the strategy around it, almost like you would in any move, like a sniper, You really go, that is how are going to do it. So that million pound, I could sit and work with you out, and I honestly, in an hour, an hour orgasm with the swing dog, (laughs) you would come away a new man, Colin. Yeah, it would be because you would actually have a strategy to go, right. We might come out of that to go, you know what you need. You need a phone-based salesperson. To drive that traffic into you, you might need to up your LinkedIn activity, your Instagram, your social media platforms. You might need to, these are actual real time strategies. And finally, from that, you move on to the M, the final part, which is the measurement. You wrap measurements around it. So you then bite size that again, monthly or quarterly, and you go right with those measurements. To do this, let's just say one of your things was you need to get one person and they're gonna be on the phone because our strategy is to get to a million quid, but they need to make 50 calls a day. That's 250 a week. That's a 1,000 calls a month. How much traction do they want? What's their purpose? How much work have they got to pull
1: through? And it all starts to formulate. Powerful, powerful thing. Mate, that, I mean, the person. you touched on there, mate. I mean, uh, I think I might have to have an orgasm with you, mate. <laughs> but um, I think it would... Uh... Yeah, because I, you know, when you have, like, I've, I've structured it, like, granularly. So I know, like, a million quid is, like, it's four grand a working day, pretty right. much. Right. In, which is doable in a professional service business relatively achievably if you've yeah. got the work. Like, we've, we've done that on various days. But with a salesperson, right? Like, one thing, because I I've, I've spoke to a couple of business owners recently about incentivizing staff and trying, because I think we have the generation now where people just expect things easy, you know, especially after COVID, you have had a lot of working from home. People are just coasting, in mm-hmm. my opinion. And I, when I was working, employed, I was doing six till six. You know, I was doing 12-hour days, like, when it wasn't in my company. How, like, how do you incentivize? Like, how would you incentivize? Is it purely money, your salesman? Like, that's what I struggle with, mate. Because I'm trying to, like, I, I just find it hard trying to incentivize someone when they're not necessarily driven by money. Absolutely. And then...
2: Absolutely. Yeah. You've got to find that happy place for everyone. What is your happy place? Is that time? Is that time with your family? Is that money? Is that a car? Is that a gift? Is that recognition? Recognition is probably one of the most powerful of them all, oddly enough. Depending on the size of the business, if you took, okay, how many in your team? Uh, are they performance-based? I mean, how do you, do you wrap
1: anything around? I, I, just, uh, I mean, if they're listening, I don't mind. But we try to uh, incentivize a few of the guys and um, basically to cut, uh, basically cut a really long story short, they've been approached by big corporate companies. Okay. Uh, offered, as a package, it appeared to be a lot better financially than what we could offer. Okay. But the actual workflow they are asking them to do is almost double. Okay. But yeah. because they're so big, the way they structure to work is actually not that um, it doesn't really they don't I don't think it's that bad but I'm almost like, well, double what you now so I tried to do like a financial incentive hmm. uh, which is quite a substantial pay like right. increase and it was easily doable right. but it just it just didn't really go down very well and I was left really, and I was angry I was pissed off because you yeah. know you're giving someone an incentive and they yeah. come at me asking for big basics and I'm like yeah oh. yeah, 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 yeah yeah and that,
2: I yeah, I mean, not that I, I, you know. we we I don't want to go into this in terms of lay like, you on the chaise lounge, but you know that makes you feel shit, doesn't it? You know, I've I've, I've, to, I've sat in that space. It's really difficult, but that is because, an actual fact, taking responsibility from your side as well, taking some of that pill and going right. Maybe we both set off on the wrong foot, on the wrong gender. What we were trying to align, align our values. These behind us, like what are we trying to do here? So with that. Everyone loves a a pat on the back, a a recognition. You know, everyone is about that. Because why else are you doing it? It's nice to be recognised. I mean, when was the last time, I think you, you I know you love your team because I see a lot of it socially. When was the last time you pulled something out and you put them on a pedestal? Just question mark.
1: Uh, I don't tend to do it much um only because half of them don't use linkedin as much as that tends to be my pedestal mate if i'm honest with you right uh where i I think a professional record like all
2: right yeah look at it as a team thing i mean we have something that we do in our business we have an employee of the month it's been going around for years employee of the month but to be recognized is, it feels really special. I mean, it's just i mean, it's just a lovely thing to feel. Do you know when someone pulls you out and go, Colin, guys, stop everyone. Tools down. Cole, thank Amazing. You know, thank you. Here's a voucher. Here's a bottle of champagne. But like, Let's clap the Colin. Mate, thanks. I'm really, thanks for your work this month. It's been really cool. You've enjoyed it. You've done this. There are other people that I know. The team will go, I kind of want to do that next month. You know, that's a really cool thing. It, it's a feel-good factor. So... When I ask you that question, the right answer, I mean, I'm not trying to dig you out here, dude, but the right answer is, oh, yeah, last week I bought, you know, I, I, bought, uh, I bought Hannah, uh, you know, we went out and I bought her a bit of lunch. I bought a salad back. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't have to be a monetary thing. I just made a bottle of Prosecco for seven quid out of Tesco. But I, I thanked her for her time. Something
1: to think about anyway. Yeah, no, mate, you're back. I remember I got in my old company. Um, it was there for like eight years. And then that had the employee of the month. It took me like 18 months to get it, and I was raging. I was like, What have I not got? I, <laughs> <absolutely loved it. laughs> I had my little picture on the wall. I fucking loved it. Yeah. So, do you reckon I could do that in a team of seven? Do you reckon it worked? My little team.
2: And that, man. and that is, and that, there you go. So, this is an interesting one. The values that are behind me, I set them up when there were two. Cool. Okay. Two people. Okay. Two people. <laughs> They've evolved since then. We're in to to you know to, to twenty you know with ten times our our size. we actual fact as a as a group with our partners There's over a hundred people that work within the company as a, as a as a group. And yeah, 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 absolutely. What because you're seven, you've, they're not worth it. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you say say are. Like, if anything, it needs to be more, doesn't it? Yeah, all your co-workers need to be loving me for this one now. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> that's if the fuckers listen,
1: mate. Listen, not fuckers. I love you, officer. Um, right, so um, obviously I've got cramming your fucking knowledge here, mate. Um, what bit of advice would you give uh, to some budding? On I know we kind of you've given fuck of advice. To be fair, pardon the French. I think it's the coffee sure. again, but but um, what kind of advice would you give? to a kind of budding entrepreneurs that listen to this or people who are going through cash flow problems or people just think, you know, fuck this, I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. What kind of, what kind of advice would you give? Yeah. Um, I mean, it comes in a
2: variant of orientations that because there's so many different areas, you know, what their challenge is, what that, it could be monetary, it could be time, it could be committed times. You know, that I've just got a brand new family. I've seen an opportunity and I want to do it, but I must have, you know, I think one of the biggest things, in business is fear. That's one of the probably the biggest things I would say, that that is retains and yeah. holds people back. But, but I, mean, I mean, without, you've got, to, got to have, got fear. To have it's, fear. It's I'm going to go and grab this book, which I'm actually going to send you. Wait there.
1: <laughs> Neil's actually just going to get a book.
2: So. I'm back. That was rapid, mate. What is that? That's tiny. This is a little book I'm going to send to you. Don't be afraid to fail. Be afraid not to try. Okay, one of these little sayings, and I read this yesterday, and I'll send this to you. This is a business strategy book. I love books, by the way. Read, read, read is all I can say. Keep reading. I love it. I'm listening to podcasts. I'm on the I'm on the Netflix one at the moment. On the when I drive, but yeah, I would say um, in in answer to what you what your question there, not to
1: get um, off on a tangent. What? Okay, what I was i started so I really interrupted there. But I know I've got one guy that listens to this, and he—I'm trying to say names, but he had been struggling a bit recently with kind of like cash flow, right, and stuff. And he's a business where he's doing w- well, but it's really, 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 really getting him down. Right. Um, I don't know if there's like a little, well, a little thing you could give
2: to him. Need, I know.
1: Neil, yes, Neil, Neil, Neil's Nuggets. Can I, yeah, I haven't actually touched on Neil's Nuggets yet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Say that for a Friday night. But, um, yeah. Yeah, go on, mate. Uh, if you can, because I, I know that would mean, and like I said, mm-hmm. the whole point of this podcast for me was if I could help one person from one yeah. little thing, that okay. mean a lot. Oh. So. Right. so, I, mean, really, yeah, but, yeah,
2: I no. would need to probably know a little bit more. Um, it's construction. Okay, so construction, bizarrely, is one of the games that I've been in. I've been in for a long time. We've got clients, big clients, that will pay up to 90 days is their term time, long time. I've got to carry that debt. We've got a debt book. Got a very, very, very healthy debt book. We've got a big creditor book, got a big debtor book. That's part of our cash flow. But we also have in-house credit control. We, was, that was one of our things – with that, the, as I call it, the sausage machine. You've got to keep that process through the sausage machine. I would say my advice would be when when he is setting out on a new contract. Um, I'm not too sure whether he's in whether he's at what end of the construction army's in. But you need he needs to clean his terms out first because he may be working for a contractor that might have 90 days. So putting it out there, it's no secret the big guns really old sailor in Way, it's not unusual for the bigger companies to have 90 days, certainly 60 days payment. It's a long time to hold the baton when you're a small team. If you know that's the contract, so let's just say you're doing a million pounds worth of contract with a big company's 90 day payment terms. At any one time, if you're doing a million pound turnover contract for that year, you're going to be holding a 300,000 pound baton, 333,000 pound baton. Fact, fact. You need to make sure you've got back end support with that. So you need to have funding supporting that because you are going to have a three hundred grand button to hold because all your a lot of your clients will be thirty day payment. So really, my advice would be when you're walking into that contract, you need to foresee what that's got to look like. Cash flow can be your absolute best friend, but you need to look after it and you need to understand it, what it needs to be to be fed. So that would be my advice: is on those contracts, really understand it and be very clear and clean with your client these are my terms on 30-day invoice it's 30-day payment it's seven-day payment whatever it will be
1: i mean have you had i mean that's i mean hopefully that helps him hopefully he's listening but um has, have you had times when you've had like because now obviously now i speak to you i know about you you know you're a successful businessman but obviously i'm guessing you've had times where you've been yeah i mean have there ever been times and you've had a bit of self i mean you a bit of self-doubt you're like oh shit like I'm, you know, if this doesn't go through, I'm pretty fucked. Have you have you had that before? Is that
2: you yeah. those- know Oh my God.
1: I mean, I set the business up. When I set the
2: company up, um, I sold everything. Um, and I moved into a garage uh, with my wife and I had two children in a garage in my in-laws' house. I had a twelve thousand pound credit card and I spent that on insulating the garage for to keep it warm because I had the babies in there. Um and I moved out of a very, very secure job and went all out, balls absolute, all cards on the table. My 100 grand went on red. <laughs> <laughs> the butt part is, why, but what I did there was – that is I had to keep my absolute outgoings as a total minimum. And now I've continued that mindset through the companies, really monitoring what the outgoings are, making sure. Now, Mitch, my business partner on the finance side, is incredible. I'm the spender. I make it and spend it. Mitch makes sure I don't overspend it, yeah? (laughs) He's He's the yin to my yang on this. And that is really just about the maturity of, yeah understanding what how what makes money tick but yeah totally i've had i've had moments of like shit like we were investing heavily like my house on the line at points and all sorts, yeah. all sorts
1: yeah it's mad i mean i mean there's some nights like you know like when you should be really excited about work and stuff you own your own business you've got freedom but you know it's that was that underwhelming like, overwhelming stress in the back of your head it's mm. like oh, cash flow like and Mm. It's it's interesting. It's nice. To, it, I find it really cathartic to hear other businessmen talk about it. sounds It sounds really selfish. It's not meant to sound like this, but when you hear other people have gone through similar struggles, does yeah. that, yeah. that make sense? It makes me sound a bit of a knob, but, No, uh,
2: no, no absolutely. absolutely. And I think, you know, so there's, there's sayings out there that they start to ring true. Do you find that now? There's sayings. You think, Do you know what? I've heard that before. That ranks total sense to me now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah? <laughs> one of them is if it was simple, Everyone would fucking do it. And you kind yeah. of go, yeah. 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 If this was a simple thing to do,
1: everyone would do it. And that's, that's part what, of your journey. Yeah. That's something I have, I think I struggle with, with um, like, with incentives and stuff like that with team. Because they see, I think people see the fees that the owners earn as a company. Right. So, and then they're like, oh, yeah, but I'm doing this and you're getting, I'm getting this, but you're getting X. And I I think it's so true. If it was simple, everyone fucking do it. I was like, you can fucking do it then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do it with stress and making sure you've got seven people's livelihoods to look after every single month. Like their lives are based on you delivering the goods every single month. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, there is. I mean, there is. there's, there's There's. There's.
2: There's. There is a multitude of emotions, and I think that. You know what? What you were saying earlier about what piece of what, what piece of advice would you give? Obviously, we briefly touched on the finance side, and if you want with that guy, i would be happy to talk to him at any time, one on one. You know, I'm I'm always up for that. If I can pass anything on that I've learned for what my opinions are worth, I am more than happy to do that. Um, and to listeners, you know, I'm I'm totally cool with all of that. It's about helping everyone. And but but those side that all those little moving parts in the business when you are first setting out really look at all of those areas. Um and probably finally to wrap that part up, the big one, just take fucking action. Just just take action. Christ's sake. I mean the amount of people I talk to and I go, hey, getting on with that. Is that good? Are you in it? Yeah, yeah. We're having a look at it again this week. We're meeting, just get on with it. Let's go. Come on. Like ring. You know? And you you, you could say you know, setting up a property management company and not understanding property management. I mean, how many property managers are out there? There are thousands. Why haven't they all got their own gig? Why haven't they set their own? Because of a variant of reasons. And I'm not saying that mine was right or theirs was right or whatever. But there's a variant of reasons. But one thing that I definitely can take ownership of is just take action. Yeah, just go on with it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think some prop Yeah, it's. I think it's I'm with you mate. I mean I'm I have been guilty of it myself, but I literally hate people just say like just don't change their problems. I like, just fucking sort yourself out. Like just get on and just stop. Get it. The longer you leave it, the worse it gets. Just get out of it. And I, I am I'm guilty of that myself sometimes. Um, yeah, same. Yeah, same here, mate. But it's almost as easy as that. But I mean I went We briefly touched on them. Um, and i just your Neil's nuggets. No, I love, I love, I love okay. this. And part of this, you know, podcast for me was to give people some sound bites to take away. Like I had a girl in here called Ashley, lovely, lovely girl. She set up a bikini brand and really yeah, Yeah, it's the pod. And one of the things she said that really stuck with me was I just Googled it. And I was like, I fucking love that. Like just the <laughs> pure and sheer honesty of just i just fucking Google it. I'm yeah. pretty sure my doctor does that as well. But um <laughs> I mean, like, what come kind of, Have you got any kind of famous Neil nuggets that you can kind of share with the, share with my seven listeners? So yeah, um,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. It might be eight because my mum said she's coming yeah. to in tomorrow. Going to in tomorrow. Yeah, we're buzzing. Yeah, in. are for that. Hi, mum. Love y'all. Um, so yeah, I would. I mean, there's there's many of them. I would say take action. Is definitely one. Know your market, really understand it, but be passionate about that. Definitely, a nugget is that do not do, do not go into business for the wrong reason, and the wrong reason is just monetary. Because if you haven't got a passion within it, if you, it's a very, very difficult. Now, for me, this is what makes it interesting. I kind of spin it on its head. Uh, owner of a, a management company owner of a security company. Let's be frank, it's pretty boring, right? Yeah, management and security. There's nothing like, oh, he owns wine bars and jazz clubs. Oh, that's a bit cool. No, it's like security companies. But what I love is the model of businesses. I'm so passionate about building businesses and watching them grow. So as that, build your team in Steve's strong culture and really support and motivate them, you know, really be about that.
1: I love that mate. It's um it's just yeah, it's just like nice to hear how you talk about business. It it's 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 it gives you a whole different perception of maybe how I've ever looked at something, if you know what I mean. To I've yeah, always it looked at moving from a lifestyle business into an actual proper, proper, proper business. So um hopefully some people take that nugget and eat it. Do you eat the nuggets or the best You can, can eat the nugget and lay it on the desk.
0: Yeah. You can yeah,
1: put it. In the nugget anywhere, I saw a McDonald's chicken nugget the other day. that have been left for like 25 years. and changed not changed. exactly the same. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: sure they there for
1: 25 years. <laughs> um, so we're coming to the end of the podcast. And one thing i like to just uh, kind of wrap things up with is, obviously, I'd like to know a little bit about it, but obviously you've told me so much about you know, how you do things, your mentality, your psychology. And I think we'll definitely get you on for another one. Uh, if you want to come on and start asking someone else on a second date. Um. So hopefully Neil comes back to my hotel tonight, which would be yeah. nice. Yes, orgasm with the Halton. Yeah, typical Neil's nuggets. But um, <laughs> like obviously, I like some people's passions. And you know, say we were to kind of you know go out for uh, some drinks or you're on a business meeting. I always tend to take my business meetings out of the topic of business. Just fuck that. Yeah. Like you yeah, sure. know, what I, we, you know what I do. We're going to do know. business if you like. Yeah. What's, what's a cool thing to kind of talk to you about? No, I know you love your cars. You're a massive Porsche fan. And you have really? a beautiful, beautiful one. I'll let you explain in a minute. But, um, well, um is that – do you find it easy to to, to, to spend the money on, on things like that? Or is it – are you still at the point where, all like, oh, that's a lot? But, like, is that was um, that a really nice – because I know the one you're your, – your, what one is it? A 99 – I see. Yeah.
2: So, um, yeah. So, if, if there are out of the seven listeners, yeah. it's a, it's a 911 993 turbo. Now, you know, for people that know cars, they go, "Oh, that's a cool car." It's a really iconic pinup car, uh, and there was a little story behind it that when I was very young, um, we were shopping in MFI with my mum, getting a new bit of bedrooms furniture. I mean, I was really young, six or seven years old, and there was a little porcelain. Um, a Porsche nine nine three. Um, and the guy just gave it to me. I remember being, I remember being there. Oh, oh, love a tea, please tea with sugar. Oh, cheeky! So I was just tapped on the door for a cup of tea for Sweeney. Um, and yeah, this Porsche, it was, and he gave it to me for free. And it's always been a super, it sat on my side for all those years, and it's just been an iconic car. And I've had that all those years, and now it sits in my office. The same porcelain. But now I've got a real one in the garage. <laughs> oh, mate, I remember <laughs>
1: when um, I sent a picture of it, and I was like, fuck me, that's nice. It is. It's super
2: cool. Yeah, it's
1: a really yeah. great big it's wild town.
2: I need to get out with, like, big Miami Vice shoulder pads and a great big mobile phone battery carrier. You know, it's, <laughs> not, it's that sort of thing, but it is cool, yeah. Yeah, it's good. For I mean, what do you feel
1: like when, you, when, like, what was that moment like when you first? I know a lot of people were listening. Will be working towards something, um, uh, yeah. material. You know, materially, it is what we all kind of work towards. lot. Like, it's lovely to earn, earn something. What do you feel like when you, you when you that? I mean,
2: do you know I, what? I think. Do you know what's amazing yeah. is that there's certain milestones now, materialistic, and this is as you get a bit older, a bit uglier. That that won't happen for you. Probably, you probably just won't get That's older. Right. Right. <laughs> um, that you will, the, these things that you kind of you get, but I bought that as it was a great big symbol for me personally. You know, where I beat about the bush, they're not a cheap car. They're a collecting kind of car, but it means so much to me personally. And I'd be a bit of a Porsche fan. But what I find is it's not just a materialistic thing. It's a materialistic thing is a point of success. It's an expression of it, you know, and it's something that you can reap and reward and so on. And that's a, a awesome but over in that as well is I design my life how I want to live it. I take the summer out and I hook up our caravan and we take the family off through Europe. So we will spend the summer in Europe doing the most amazing activities, kayaking and climbing and uh You know, walking through the most incredible views and spending time with my kids, making bonfires and making poo sticks in the rivers and all stuff. They're really special moments. So it's a collective of all things. But yeah, um a life should
1: be by design. You know, that's how I feel. I love that. Mate. I love that. Well, Mate, you have been an absolutely wonderful guest, mate. Um, I've taken some stuff from this, and I'm someone bloody organising it. And it's yeah, I mean, I didn't expect to. So, well, I did, of course, I expected to actually. We had a little session with you there as well, didn't we? We should, we should. Yeah, dig mate. Into <laughs> no, mate, I loved it, mate. I will, we'll definitely get you on again. I'll let you know, you know, the feedback from people. But is there anything you, you want a, you know, a final message for, for the listeners, mate? I think that really, I mean, I I would say
2: a final message. Lovely that people are going to be joining onto the podcast and listen. Keep learning. Always be learning. You will never know enough. You can never know enough. Full stop. Always be networking. Always express and and yeah, and just keep
1: researching and learning. Top man. Well, thank you, Neil, so much for coming on. Um, yeah, obviously, find yeah. Neil on, on, on LinkedIn. It's Neil Sweeney. So um, have a look on in there. Um, and thank you so much, guys. Um, I hope you're enjoying this new kind of energy series that we're we're bringing to you. And uh, if you do want to come on the show, please do get in touch um and i'll uh, yeah i'll be in touch soon with a, a new podcast and have a wonderful uh, tuesday today so yeah speak to you soon guys